and, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, a podcast where we will enlighten you of all the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this work since 2005 and have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. So, Catherine. Yes. Do you remember your first portfolio? Oh, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> and I think the first attempt at anything is is really never your best shot at it. Um, and only to date myself a little bit, I remember, and I'm hoping some other people remember this too, when you would go out and you would buy a nice leather portfolio with the plastic sheets that the things always floated around in unless you taped them, which made it difficult if someone wanted to take something out. And you had actual samples in in this book. So yeah, it was it was a little bit chaotic and heavy and you know, God forbid if it was a windy day, then you were set sail to fly across the street or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was similar. I think I went with something a little smaller because I'm a small person. <laughs> I had like a, you know, sort of like a trapper keeper size. Right, right. Whatever that oh, is, mine the was leather version one. of that. Mine was definitely a big one, especially like when you wanted to include like, you know, big print samples or if you worked in retail or something, the, the samples would always be, always be a lot larger. So, mm -hmm. um, but that has all changed. Things are different. Things are very different. <laughs> and I think, which is great because it's definitely more manageable now. <laughs> so our topic today is going to be talking about pre presenting your work. Um, there's various ways of doing that now too, because before you would have to put that portfolio together. You might have to ship it or leave it at a, a place of business or things like that, which was all very nerve wracking because sometimes your only samples were in there, but now it can be done in such an easy way that it's much faster. So we're going to talk about ways you can do that where you're essentially putting your best foot forward on this presentation. Once again, first impression of you. That's right. So you only get one shot usually. So let's make it an awesome one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there are obviously just in format different ways you can present your portfolio. Some people do still have an actual mm -hmm, book and we mm -hmm. can talk about why. Like there are some reasons Absolutely. that you might need that. Um, most people, I think, are using electronic portfolios or at least have one. Mm -hmm. It's one of the choices. And um, it might be one of those situations where you need multiple things. You might need an electronic link to a website that you can share, a PDF you can send to people if that's what they want, and some physical samples for when you come see them. So many choices. <laughs> so many choices. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with the actual book because that's where our conversation started and um, sort of the formats we see today as far as what that book looks like. Yeah, I think they do tend to be smaller, like you mm -hmm. said. Even if people have printed samples, they don't tend to be the, you know, quite so large wind sail catching mm -hmm. <laughs> portfolios of, of the past. So they do tend to be smaller. But, you know, some people do need to show actual print samples. Mm -hmm. And especially if if they've worked on a piece, if they're a designer, they've worked on a piece that has really beautiful paper and lovely finishes and so on. You want to show that. That was the final end result, you don't want to just show the electronic artwork. Right. Sometimes that'll short change it, especially with some of those details, especially the ones you were like really, you know, you really wanted to have, you know, die cuts or, you know, certain types of printing effect that you want someone to see. It, it's great to show the whole piece of art, if you will, rather than just an interpretation in a book. Yeah. And so some people do, you know, still like a book, like a little um, binder folio kind of mm -hmm. thing to put everything in. And other, you know, people do other creative we're all creative, right? Mm -hmm. So other creative ways of showing it. So like a, a small wooden box or whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter what the thing is as long as it's nice and interesting mm -hmm. and your work looks good in it. It's just, it's going to depend on what your work is, what you're trying to put in 
beholder <laughs> as far as what size and what you, you know, what makes sense to use. Right, right. And I would always encourage people, you know, to make sure that that always looks really professional. Um, both Kristen and I have seen just hundreds, I mean, literally hundreds of portfolios. And sometimes they will come in and they are very disheveled um, and don't look very professional. And that immediately sets the, the stage that you are a messy person. Yeah. <laughs> you are not organized yes. and you can't edit and a bunch of other things. So definitely make sure that it looks professional. It looks clean. Um, it's not something that you just threw together at the last minute. Um, and, and really, uh, the word that I used was edit. You know, uh, I have seen, and I'm sure you have too, where people have brought books in, literal books that has like every single thing that they ever created because they want to get credit for it. And honestly, the only thing that people want to see is what, what it is for that job that you're applying for. What yeah. applies? What's the same? Totally agree. And for a physical um, book or box or whatever it is, you're putting your things in, you, over, you only need one. Like in the past, I think sometimes people need multiple. Because like mm -hmm. you said, sometimes you had to actually leave it somewhere. Right. But you have one. You bring it with you when you're going to meet somebody. But you don't need to have multiple. You don't need to send them to people. They're not going to keep it. I'm sorry. They won't. <laughs> Just have one for yourself to show your best, you know, printed pieces. Um, so obviously the second part, which is probably what the majority of people are using, is something electronic. Mm -hmm. So there are all kinds of choices. There's websites. You can build your own website, of course. Lots of people do, especially if you're a web designer. It would right. be awesome if you built your own website. <laughs> and anymore, there's uh, some um, websites that are just easy to build, too, yeah. and you, you can make that quite easily anymore. You don't yeah. have to be, you know, you can find very simple programs to put something together. Yeah, Squarespace and WordPress. A lot of people who are, you know, quote-unquote non-designers still can design a really nice-looking portfolio mm -hmm. with one of those, and they usually have a fee, but they're pretty inexpensive. Mm -hmm. There are also portfolio sites. There's a whole bunch of them. You can Google and get a giant list, but a, a few are like Behance and Dribbble and Adobe has one. And a lot of times those are free. So that can be a nice option. But I guess I would go back to if you're a web designer or if you're showing and claiming you have web design skills, I'd still like to see you build your own site. Right. What better example? Use a portfolio site. But if you're an illustrator or something else, that might be a perfect place to put your artwork. Exactly. But And uh, you can also make that a little bit simpler, too, where, I mean, we have seen many books that are just merely a PDF that are multi-page. People can flip through. Sometimes people bring those with them on the interview. Um, and there was a time, too, yes, back in the day, where you would actually have to have a photographer take photos of your work in those sort of instances. And you could assemble this either in your portfolio or in your um, electronic portfolio or something like that. Um, that's obviously much easier just if you ha can do really great shots with your cell phone even and, you know, crop them, edit them, make them look all pretty and then drop them into these PDFs. Or kind of going back to that actual book thing, um, some people would create little books, too, mm -hmm. of their portfolio, some as leave behinds that they could leave with clients. Um, but essentially it almost looks like just like a really glorified magazine that they can kind of flip through that sells them as an artist as well. Yeah. That's a really fun idea because you could customize it too. So right. knowing who you're going to see, you could choose what goes in that piece right. that you're leaving with them. Which might not be the same as if you have a website, for example, unless you have a couple different sections like mm -hmm. here, it, this covers, you know, my work in retail, this covers my work in advertising, this covers my work in logo design and things like that. So that's how you kind of direct people to what the focus is for this job you're applying for. Uh, but you can also customize those portfolios and those electronic books to do the 
exact same thing. You might have a few versions that you could just quickly print off and, and take with you to an interview. Which also, too, I'm going to mention just really quickly when people are interviewing, it's always nice to have a little something with you in your hands <laughs> versus just talk about, well, did you check my website? And that you're trying to talk from there. It's, it's nice to have something almost tangible. If it's an, iP- an iPad you bring along or one of these electronic books that you can talk about everything that you've gone through or have included in your book. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. Thinking about if your portfolio is electronic, how are you showing it in an interview? Mm-hmm. And don't count on them having technology. Like what if you're in a conference room where they don't have, you know, a screen on the wall right. or whatever. Can to I connect to your it? website? What's your website? Yeah, <laughs> or not your website, but your your internet. You know, I don't what's your internet password yeah, what, so I can log what in. If, <laughs> what if the computer in that conference room isn't working or whatever? Like you have no idea what you're walking into. It's mm-hmm. a very unknown territory that you don't control. Right. So bring something with you where you can show your portfolio. Bring your own laptop or bring your own tablet so that you mm-hmm. know you have something to show it on. Now it may be better to put it on the screen up on their wall if it's working, but if it's not, at least you're like, no problem. I've got my laptop right here. Right. We'll just crowd around, but I can still show you my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're like, basically, I've you're kinda, I have nothing to show you. <laughs> you're kind of dead in the water. Yeah. Um, with that as well, if you are using PDFs or websites or things like that, um, make sure that you check uh, that it will open on a computer. Because if you're emailing somebody a link or something like that, and they have a PC or some other sort of computer, and it just looks wacky, um, or it takes too long to load, I mean, yeah. for me, I'm very impatient. Uh, it took too long, so I'm just going <laughs> to close the window. You know, make sure it works pretty smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, test it and send it to some friends that have different mm-hmm. you know, platforms and stuff. That's a really good tip. Um, so, yeah, electronic portfolio. And I'm with you. Even if your portfolio is completely electronic, either, you know, bring your own laptop and tablet so you have something to show mm-hmm. it and or, or hard copy. bring, you know, a few printed pieces. If nothing else, you have something to share. You just don't want to be at the mercy of, their technology. <laughs> right. And um, we had kind of mentioned in passing to make sure that it was kind of geared towards the job you were applying for. But mm-hmm. um, probably the best way to describe it is, is at least have that sort of stuff towards the front. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not have enough examples um, to show at that time for all, like, let's just say you've only done a little bit of retail work. Um, put that stuff towards the front. The rest of that can follow and you can tell the story as, as how your career has built and led to this sort of thing, or why you like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's always good to have some things in there that really make you tell the story. People love hearing about how the work has all come together, what parts you played in it, and um, just kind of make it so it, that's how it's set up within your portfolio. Yeah, I totally agree. I love it when somebody has really thought through the, the story, is the word I use too, mm-hmm. of how they're presenting their work. So, you know, your first piece needs to be fantastic it's your opener Mm -hmm. right so you just want to wow them with a great opening piece and then you're you know flowing through and there's a flow and a pace to it and you're closing with something awesome too especially because as you're saying they're talking to them that last piece might be saying they're open for a long time Mm -hmm. right they're really dwelling on it um but really you know thinking about how you're organizing it and pacing it and and taking the time to talk through your presentation because you'll catch you'll catch yourself doing things like oh, and this piece is a lot like that other one I showed you. And then you realize like, oh, I haven't showed you yet. That's next. Let me flip them. Like catch all that little weirdness going through it yourself or with a couple friends and just think about it as a story. Like you said, like telling the story of your work, the story of your career, the story of how these pieces fit together mm-hmm. and why they make sense that they all came from you. Because <laughs> right. they all did. Um, 
but really thinking about it's not just like putting it all in a book and like here you go. It's really thinking about how you're presenting it, how well, you're exactly sharing it, that that's story. The word, presenting it, you are presenting. You're presenting yourself. You're presenting your the things you like to do and the things you've created. So, you know, make a story from it and, and just be really good at telling that story. The other thing that would kind of caution people against it or just add as a tip to presenting it as well is be very clear on what parts you played in that piece. Um, sometimes we have seen, well, actually a great example is we have had examples where people will come in and they'll present something as their own work and we might know the person who is actually the art director on it that and you might have just done the production work for example there's no shame in that um just say you did the production work on this you worked with this person as a partner they were very influential you know that's this is what i learned you know you can always spin that sort of thing there but don't take credit for all of that and that's part of that storytelling part too because sometimes people might assume that you have created something and you didn't and um, it probably doesn't matter as much as you think. Yeah, I totally agree. It's um, it may be inadvertent. You know, maybe it's unintentional. You didn't mean to mislead somebody, but right. You know, people all know each other, exactly. and if they feel that you tried to mislead them, that's it. Yeah, you know, you'll be done with that person. So just be upfront. It, no one minds that mm-hmm. that's the part of the work you did they just want to know right and, <laughs> and they know that judgment they know that's how it works and and if you did have the the luxury of working with a, a really stellar creative person that's also talk about talk it. about it that's that's a big benefit too it's like oh you worked with that person i so admire them therefore if they worked with you you know you must be pretty cool too yeah so definitely use that to your advantage if, if that's the case um but speaking of that too is like if you are the production person on something and let's just say that they want indesign as one of it has been mentioned in the job description, you could easily say this was built in InDesign, which I saw in your job description, and here's what I did with InDesign. Um, so the, there's definitely ways that you could kind of ladder this to kind of w- make yourself go further and further up the, the food chain as far as being selected for a job. Yeah, that's a great point of making sure you're touching on the things they asked for. Mm-hmm. If they say, you know, this job is 50% packaging and you have it, make sure, like you said, front load it, put it in there, make sure they see it and talk about it and point out, like, I know how to do dye lines. I know how to do all these things. Exactly. Don't, don't assume that they know. Don't assume they're assuming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you tell them. (laughs) Because all of that is, is super, super valuable. And I would, um, also like to add that if you are the person on the other side of the table that you ask questions like that um a lot of times people will hire the wrong person because they think they are this grand designer it's because they didn't ask the right questions and they assumed you knew what they what they did on that particular job so it's like what did you design this who did you work with is you know what part of this was yours um all those questions will really help you get that right person. Yeah, and there's no shame in it. I mean, the nope. work we do is all very collaborative. Everybody there's knows how it works. many <laughs> people involved in every project. That's just how it is. Yes. So no one's going to judge you no, for you it. No, do not lose points. You actually gain no. points yes. if you are completely honest <laughs> with, <laughs> with everything. And you'll save yourself a lot of time, too, if you um, just ask a lot of those questions up front. Yeah, for sure. So also just keeping it really easy for your viewer, mm-hmm. keeping it logical, you know, like you said, pointing out here's here's this part that I did that's you know very relevant to the job you mentioned. It just don't make them work hard, right? Like, you know, they want you to be fabulous and exactly what they're looking mm-hmm. for, so they can get back to what they're doing. So help them see that, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so I, I had just kind of said I hate when things load slowly. I mean, that's for real. <laughs> Yeah. People will lose interest um, if your PDF, for example, is too large and they can't open it. If it, like I said, if it looks wonky when they try and view it, 
um, that's um, uh, that's how you get to the virtual trash can pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, for sure. And so you touched on this a little bit, but I think it's worth spending a little more time on is editing. So, you know, my rule is you only include your very best work. You only include things you love and that you can defend if mm-hmm. someone says, yeah, I don't know about that or why this, that you're like, yeah, this is why it's great. And if you can't say that, it shouldn't be in there. And I would rather have someone have eight amazing pieces than 15, seven of which are okay or mm-hmm. they don't love. Just show me the eight uh, most amazing ones. You know, I, wa- I want to see the best work. Um, so I just think it's like ruthless editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, well, and like, for example, um, maybe even if you had like your top 10. Yeah. Top 10 pieces. Um, if you feel like you need to bring extra, I mean, just kind of tuck them away somewhere perhaps. Mm-hmm. But um, this can also be seen as a, I want to see some more on this too and and you can you know after you're presenting your tent if you'd like to see more examples of my web design or more examples of my illustration i can send you more but just it could be don't make it overwhelming make it easy best work the stuff that you like talking about um there are you know some things to be said about if you have worked for a recognizable client to have that in there um that's always helpful so if let's say you got your had a project from a fortune 500 company yeah even if it's kind of sucky i'd put it in there Um, because you were hired by them. And you could talk through, you know what, this was not my favorite piece, but the client loved it. Right, here's the part I did. Mm -hmm. This was my, you know, maybe you didn't create the brand because it's craft or whatever, but, (laughs) you you know, here's the part that I did, Mm -hmm. and and I'm proud of that piece of it. Right, right. It was a label, or it was an ingredient (laughs) list or something, but but somebody has hired you, paid you, and they were satisfied. Mm -hmm. And having that variety... And especially, like you said, maybe some things in your back pocket. Maybe you're leading with your 10 best pieces, but you have a few more of each area. Like, you know, a lot of people do a lot of things. So you you do illustration, you can do photography, and you can do some design, and you've done packaging. Show a couple of each of those, and then you can have more that you can show. And and really what it comes down to is reading that viewer, Mm -hmm. you know, reading their body language and their interest. If they're really responding to the packaging, you're like, oh, you seem interested in the packaging. I noticed it's in the job description. Let me pull out a couple more pieces. If they're really like impatient in a hurry, just show them your eight best, your 10 best, and then ask them, have you seen enough? Do mm-hmm. you want to see more? Don't keep loading more. Like maybe they only have 20 minutes and right. they need to, to go, but they want to see what you have to show them. So there's so much value in just paying attention to that other person's response. How engaged are they? What are they leaning in and looking at? Where are they asking questions about? And then playing off of that. Right. And part of the pres- presentation of that, too, is you and how you do present the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't go off on tangents. Um, don't start bad-mouthing clients or <laughs> your bo- previous, manager. previous <laughs> managers or things like that. Um, so I didn't want to do this, but they made me do it sort of thing. Um, just tell a really pleasant story. Sell yourself well. You know, show your strengths. And um, maybe, you know, just kind of practice it before you even go. This is what I'm going to talk about for here. You know, control your hand gestures a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Really be a true presenter of yourself with your work. And it can help you be less nervous because everyone's a little nervous Mm -hmm. in an interview. It's just human nature. But it can make you be less nervous if you've walked through it a few times just by yourself or with a friend or whatever. And you already know what you're going to Mm -hmm. say. You'll go in feeling more confident. 
and, and we get it because you're essentially laying out your soul in front of somebody because everybody's work always has a little bit of their heart and soul in there. And there's nothing worse that you're, you're being so open and somebody says, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, darn, I really like that piece. And now you've hurt my feelings. But that, yes. that's part of it. That is part of it. Like, it's a, it's I a, accept that. How about this piece? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. So, it, it, so don't take some of it personally, too, I guess, too. Or figure out how you're going to kind of explain through it, you know, mm -hmm. why you think it's good or what the client had asked for and how you answered that or, or things like that. But it, it, it can be very nerve wracking to just be that exposed for such a, you know, even a short period of time or sometimes longer if you are there for the day yeah. <laughs> to meet with people. But um, yeah, just try not to be nervous and just keep presenting, keep presenting. Yes. So you're really going to edit ruthlessly, but you know, you can include some spec work or mm -hmm. personal work if that sh helps show like variety or range or, you know, some of the type of work you really want to be doing more of. It's okay. It doesn't have to be produced or printed. Mm -hmm. That's better, especially Absolutely. if it's a name brand or a known company, but it is okay to have spec work. Be upfront about it if it is showing a known brand, but you did it as a spec project. It wasn't for them. Be upfront about it. Don't let them assume you worked for in the blank company right um but it's fine to include that if it's some of your best work i would not like to see a whole portfolio of it, no but a, a piece here and there is fine and don't include anything you really don't want to be doing like if you <laughs> you know maybe you've done photography for some of your previous jobs but you just really don't enjoy it mm -hmm. don't include half your portfolio of photography just because you did it before you might have a piece or two to say like hey i did this it was part of my job it's not really the direction i'm going here's more of the work i want to be doing if you put too much of stuff you don't like i guarantee they'll zero in on it. it's like hey that person was great with photography mm -hmm. we should hire them for that <laughs> you guess what you're doing and then you're like great now i have a job doing this part of my job i hate the most <laughs> you know i mean right. just don't don't open the door for them. They don't know you do it unless you tell them. <laughs> exactly. And then there's one other thing that um, we sometimes encourage people to do, and it only kind of occurs if you want to make a little bit of a job switch. Um, for example, you might have dabbled in something, and now you really want to do that. Um, those are the sort of pieces you can include, too. And sometimes you might invent something, um, just as an example. But again, approach that is, this is an example of what I did because I just to show you what I how I could do this or how I would approach this uh, or I'd like to do more in this. I, so I did mm -hmm. this myself because this is the area I want to go into. So you can sometimes fill a few holes, you know, as far as, you know, you've only met four of the five bullet points they're asking for. I said, well, as far as this fifth bullet point, I know you asked for this. This is what I would do. You can kind of, I mean, don't dwell on it like it's some sort of formal project, but just kind of show that you were kind of playing around a little bit to be a better fit or show your potential, especially in a, in a job. Yeah, taking the initiative to have done a little something or some research about that part you don't know, I think would be... I think would reflect well. Yeah, exactly. Impressive to someone. Um, one thing I am not a fan of is doing, uh, you know, spec or mythical project for the company you're interviewing oh, for. Oh, that's a big, so, big no. Yeah, when I was at Victoria's <laughs> Secret, someone would come in and show me something for Victoria's Secret, and it's just, it, I appreciate, like, I understand why people do it, but it is so hard when you are not on the inside mm -hmm. and you're talking to someone who is, it will always be off. Mm -hmm. Like, it will never ring true, and it's really hard for the person sitting there who works for that company to like it because we know all the reasons we'd never do we, that. Yeah, we you know why it. it doesn't hit the brand or whatever. And so... It's fine to do a spec piece for some other lingerie brand, but don't do it for ours. Right. You know, if you want to show you can do lingerie, great. Choose some other brand and do some 
you know, concepts for that. Mm-hmm. But don't try to do the company yeah. you're applying. It's with. a little too personal at that point. It is. It's I too think. close. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Oh, that's a really good tip too, because we have seen that as well many times. Yeah, yeah. So, any other um, tips just around putting together or presenting your portfolio? Um, I think that's kind of it as far as like the actual tangible book itself. So, yeah. we were going to talk a little bit about, you know, other ways that you are seen and presented, which would be in social media, for example. Um, and I can guarantee any more that if you are applying for a job, people are searching you out on LinkedIn and Facebook and wherever else they can find. And even if, you know, people say that even if you're not on some of these, they're going to look <laughs> and anything that's out there, you know, there's not a whole lot you could do about it at that point. So, um, yeah. And some of those provide ways to share your your work. So like right. Instagram, you can be sharing your work yes. on and Facebook, of course, and LinkedIn. I think they still have this feature. You can post um, certainly you can post a link to your own mm-hmm. website. If you have it, I think you can still upload like PDF files, you know, documents and as well. So yeah, you, you can c- actually share your portfolio. On right. There. And if you're writing articles, they um, have places to post that. So mm-hmm. all of that can be looked up. So there's, again, ways that you want to be presented in, w- in doing that too. And you might say, well, I'll just create a professional one and all my personal one they'll find both (laughs) so just kind of be aware of that so uh, regarding Facebook for people we'll start with the most casual one Um, you know just make sure that your photos don't show you at a big drinking party (laughs) or you're upside down (laughs) do it at a kegger or something like that (laughs) because they while you might that might exhibit how fun you are um, people might not think that that reflects the culture of the company so you might want to delete a couple of those things Definitely in all places, make sure that your headshot looks good. And it can be a fun headshot, but not maybe one where somebody's half head is in there yeah, or you're with your, your dog. Or <laughs> <laughs> one you, eye. You got too creative with that. They want to see what you look like. Mm-hmm. You know, are you are you likable? You know, uh, you know, how do you conduct yourself? And do you come off as a professional person? So, I mean, definitely, even if it's just temporarily to get the job, make sure all that stuff is really spot on. Yeah, and I know, you know, sometimes people are uncomfortable with, you know, photos of themselves because they feel like someone may judge them or whatever. That's fine. If you're going, if you really are not comfortable putting your face there, then put something professional, Mm -hmm. like your personal logo or something. Don't put, you know, your child or your cat or whatever. (laughs) Like, put something that when that person meets you, they're like, oh, yeah, that's your personal logo. I've seen Mm -hmm. it before. Or that's your face. I've seen you before. Now I already feel like I know you before I've met you. But Put something that is professional if you really, yes. really have, you know, a, a personal concern about putting your face. Generally, people put their face because <laughs> they want to, you know, I have actually recently had an experience with someone. I met someone that I had been only emailing and she said, oh, yeah, I knew who you were when you walked in because I have your picture on your email. Yeah. And I said, oh. I didn't even think about it, but she already knew who I was. I didn't mm-hmm. have to, I mean, I did introduce myself, but I didn't even need to because she recognized me. Right. Um, and yes, hopefully I look friendly, but at least <laughs> I look recognizable, <laughs> if nothing else. So, that so that's key there. Yeah, it's positive. When you walk in the door to interview with them, they already feel like they know, they know who they're looking for. They know, you know. They're going to recognize you. You seem like a nice person. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to work with the nice persons. (laughs) Right. And the other thing, too, that kind of annoys me a bit, actually annoys me a lot, is when there's no photo at all. Like, they just have, like, that silhouette still in there because that immediately tells me this person is not up with the times, (laughs) if I may say. Like, did you not not know how to put a a photo in there? Or, Or why is there no photo in there? It just automatically just kind of eliminates people in my mind as far as being you know, trendy and connected and current and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So 
get something in there that just looks nice. I mean, it could be a selfie, you know? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. People can be very successful at that or have a friend take a photo. It's the fact that it's so simple to do. I mean, headshots used to be so challenging before, and they were so expensive. There's absolutely no reason not to have a good photo in there. Yeah, and and really all of your information being current, you know, like you said, being current, if I see that silhouette and, like, two lines of information, I just look and think, okay, somebody opened this 10 years ago and never did anything more with it. Mm -hmm. So just go through all your social channels and make sure everything is current, your current, you know, employment and your school and all those things are in there because people will look for it. And, And whether it seems fair or not, that's what happens. So yes. you have to just play the game or just not be on it at all. Mm-hmm. At but then case, I have questions about you too. In which case, I wonder <laughs> if you're actually a person. So, right. you know, you take that risk. But if you're going to have an account, make it current mm-hmm. and look nice. Yes. Don't halfway, you know, put it together and then just give up. Right. <laughs> and it's it's not that challenging. I mean, the same photo could be used in all spots, you know, the mm-hmm. same information, all spots. You could easily get that all done in just a couple hours, if, if even that. Yeah. And, and like we said, you know, link back to your work or upload your portfolio or, you know, share some of your pieces in along with your selfies and mm-hmm. your fun times mm-hmm. that you're having with your family, but include some of your work because if someone is looking you up and, and checking you out, it's a little preview to what they're going to see when right. they you, meet you. Yeah. I think, well, in some of these, I know you can create albums and things. So mm-hmm. if there's an album of logos you could put together or, you know, people can just kind of look through that or illustrations or places that your illustrations have been. You know, if you're doing murals on walls or things like that, I mean, people just use it just as a second secondary check, maybe third <laughs> check of um, that you're legit and you're, you're out there doing things. Yeah. So a lot of it's really just keeping in mind you're presenting yourself in this process. You're the product. You're selling mm-hmm. yourself. You want to present yourself well, present your work well. And it is really personal. We get that. Like you are presenting both yourself as an individual, which is very personal, and and your work. And creative people are very attached to our work. It's like a little piece of our soul. So, you know, we understand it can be hard to put all of that out there, but it's just part of the game. You mm-hmm. you have to do it to get where you want to be. Right. So <laughs> do and it if, as well as you can. Right. And if you find that job that is the perfect fit, then nothing's going to make you happier than going and doing more work that you love. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just get it right. And, you know, there's also nothing wrong, I guess, when you know it's not a fit. You can just close your book and walk out. But um, it, it is it is a very personal thing. So, you know, don't don't discount that and, and definitely be proud of your work. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Also, please subscribe to the podcast to get more tips on the next steps of your creative career.